Chris Howell Communications. This is Principles for Success, the Chris Howell Podcast. Success is something we all want to attain in the various areas of our lives, but it can be challenging. So in this podcast, Chris aims to have conversations with those who have achieved a level of success and hopes that principles they share will help you to remove the roadblocks and move you to victory, whether it's relationships, business, or any other area of life. Are you ready for success? Here we go. Hello and welcome to the show. You know, today you are in for a treat because we have a dynamic guest today. Our guest today is a television and radio host, author, real estate broker, designer, life coach, and coveted speaker. Yeah, she's a powerhouse and she's the one and only Egypt Sherrod. Egypt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm delighted to have you. You know, we're going to go back a little bit. I know we have a lot of ground to cover in a short amount of time to do it. And you're in the middle of uh, doing some other things as well right now. So we really appreciate you making the time. As we go back a little bit, let's start with talking about what was it about the household that you grew up in that you feel attributed to you becoming this powerhouse that you are today? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. I think that's the first time in an interview someone's asked me something like that, but very, very, uh, very valid. I was raised by my mother and my stepfather, who I called dad. He entered my life and my sister's life when I was yee-high and stepped into a, a space that not many would, you know, to automatically become a dad, you know, to two little girls. But it's because of their combined values, my family support system, watching them walk the walk and talk the talk. Uh, it was a strict house. Let, let's be very clear. I was always yeah. on punishment. <laughs> I was always, you know, or, or in trouble for something. But I am grateful for it now because, you know, it gave me a rhythm for life mm -hmm. that I can instill in my children, you know, and help build character and appreciation. I think every generation wants the the generation that comes up after them to do better. You yeah, know, like yeah. my grandparents wanted their kids to do better. My parents wanted us to, to do better. And so um, <clears throat> they did their best with, with what they had. And I'm, I'm grateful because there's not a thing I'd take back. Not even the time that my mom chased me around the, around the mall. She put on her track shoes because I skipped school and chased <laughs> me around the mall trying to catch me. <laughs> I was embarrassed, but- You really stayed in trouble, man. <laughs> I did, you know. I've always uh, kind of marched to the beat of my own drummer. Yeah. You know, how sometimes people will stay, say, stay in your lane, like specialize in what you do. Yeah. I've always kind of drove in a four lane highway, if you yeah. will. Uh, I think I was designed to be an entrepreneur, to work for myself, because I've never really followed rules uh, or colored within the lines. Yeah. And so, you know, when I look back being a kid, it makes sense now because yeah. of who I've become. And I understand, I understand myself. Yeah, yeah. So you can appreciate them allowing you to go outside the line just a little bit, but then also pulling you back within the lines as well. Well, they said, I remember my parents was like, as long as you're under our roof and we're paying the bills, you're gonna, you're gonna color within our lines. Yeah, so you were glad to get it from underneath that roof, huh? <laughs> I was 17 when I went off to college and I never looked back from there. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this. I mean, you you alluded to it. I mean, you have three children of your own now, and you've been quoted as saying that motherhood is your greatest achievement uh, out of all that you've done. So talk about uh, why you feel that is. I think it's because, well, 
parents get it without me even have to, you know, really explain it. You just get it. You love your kids. It doesn't matter how hard of a day. It doesn't matter what's going on. You're just, you, to come home to those little faces, it's just nothing else matters in the world, really, yeah. in the big scheme of things. I think for me, it's because it's the one thing I thought I would never have was a family of children. I was very career oriented and driven early in my life. I didn't get married till well into my 30s and had my first child at 36. So for me, I just kind of resigned at one point, as I think a lot of women do when things don't quite happen according to what society tells us they should or our biological clocks tell us they should. So I, I just never thought that I'd be able to have a career and have a family and have beautiful children. But I stand here today saying I did. And I'm, I'm so glad I, you know, it's, it's just the greatest accomplishment for me to be able to have balance. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about being married. You've been married now some 12 years uh, more to your husband, uh, Mike Jackson, and you guys have done a lot of things together, but you guys have done something recently that is very interesting. You guys have launched a podcast and the podcast entitled marriage and money. Yes. Now talk about this. I mean, out of all that you guys have going on, I mean, to add this to uh, all the things that you do, why was this important for you? Well, Chris, that's, that's so funny. You're right. We have the TV show on HGTV, Married to Real Estate. We run our businesses. We have our three girls. Isn't that enough? When my, <laughs> my husband rolled over one night and said, babe, this is what he does, by the way. He's the idea. Uh -huh. He rolls over. I got an idea. Let's do a podcast. And I just rolled over and pulled the covers over my head. Like, are you crazy, man? When? How? But the more he talked about it, I got it. He said, marriage and money with Egypt and Mike. It's an extension of what people see us, see us do on television. Yeah. It will allow us to touch a space and a generation that's not watching TV. They're online right now. But also it's very much on brand for us, promoting family, promoting solutions, you know, to familial problems, uh, showing people that being married and staying married is sexy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Cool. You know, that's the, that's the thing to do. So we've been able to have some incredible couples just come on in a very transparent way and bring it all to the table. I mean, the, the stories you've never heard from some of your favorite actors, celebrities, singers, you know, just public figures because they've never had the platform to really explore marriage and, and express what some of their areas of weakness and strengths have been. So it's uh, the feedback we've gotten, Chris, has been phenomenal. I think mostly because it's so raw and honest. And and that's how Mike and I are on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just exploding. I mean, like you said, I mean, certainly you're tapping into a new audience. So yeah. now have you come back and said, you know, I, I regret just turning over and not saying, okay, honey, let's just table it till in the morning or something. You mean saying, Mike, you were right? Yeah. <laughs> I've said that already. He knows. After episode one with Montel Jordan and his wife, Kristen, it was such a revealing conversation how they talked about coming back from infidelity and coming back from bankruptcy stronger. Yeah. I learned so much just from that conversation. I, you know, when you get up from the table, you're the interviewer, but you get up saying, thank you, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, it was powerful and impactful, which is, you know, it was just amazing. So I was like, Mike, okay, you're right. We're gonna do this, <laughs> we're gonna do this, yeah. Got to give him his credit there. You know, so you talked about it. Again, it's marriage and money. Financial literacy has always seemed to be an important part of your work. Why is that? I just, I feel like knowledge is power. When we, when we decode 
you know, things and simplify it in a way that everybody recognizes they can do it too. And they feel financially empowered to, you know, to master their credit, to learn how to save, to make their money work for them, to break generational curses, to leave legacy and not debt for their children. That's what we should all uh, um, strive to do. So for me, to have come from, and if this is something I don't talk about often, my mother, when she had my sister and I, she was 19. She was young, you know, trying to carve her space out in life, a single mother for, for a period of time. And so we we had it kind of hard. I remember those days. I remember days of, of eating sugar bread for dinner because she was working two jobs just to try to pay the rent. We were young, but I remember, and I'm thankful I remember because there were so many sacrifices that were made to make sure we had. So to come from a space of, of not uh, knowing and then building my life in a career to where I feel that I, I have all of this knowledge to pass on now to my children, it's almost a responsibility. Do you know what I mean, Chris? When oh, absolutely. It's a passage. passage. Yeah. <laughs> so so I love uh, I love how, how it works, how what money can afford us. It's not just about money alone. It's the freedom that we get when we learn how to master our financial situation. Yeah. You know, and I, de- I definitely can understand that and appreciate that because again, it's not only are you passing it on to your children, but again, you're making sure other folks within the community get this information as well. So I certainly want to bring that up because again, it's been a part of your work for quite some time. Uh, it's not something you recently started doing. This is something that you've always done. So thank you for doing it. Thank yeah, you. The community's made better because of it. Now, something else I noticed in doing my research on you, uh, something else that's quite important to you, and that is your faith. Talk about how your faith guides the work that you do. Wow, you asked some really good questions. You know that. Nope. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where to start with that, except to say, at some point in my in my path in life, I recognized that it was not because of me; it was by grace. Yeah. You know, when we start to become successful, sometimes, and I think it's a trap that we can fall into—an ego trap. Mm-hmm. Of, of thinking I'm so great and I'm so talented and I'm so this and I'm so that and it's I was a radio personality at a very young age so I was afforded a lot of notoriety um, I earned a lot of money for my age and I was on a platform you know my whole world was a stage so yes in my teens in my early 20s I um, it was it was very narcissistic right mm-hmm. but when I became a woman Hmm. not a girl but a woman yeah Yeah. i recognize that humility and gratitude in life take us a lot further and the way to keep both feet firmly planted in a in a space where all the lights are on you is that you got to have a center you know you have to have something to come back to to ground you i grew up in the church um and then you know as as we do we kind of stray right Mm -hmm to bring myself back to my center i everything in my life is because of the grace and glory of god Uh, it is i give thanks on a daily basis and have resigned my life to be of service as i said my previous career was in radio which was a beautiful career but i left it Mm -hmm. and many people were like well you're leaving radio for real estate i don't understand but i literally on a daily basis didn't feel like I was making a difference. Like I was really able to be of service to change lives. Real estate was something that naturally I'd become 
very good at um, in relating to people and, and having a level of compassion about their struggles financially to, to be able to be in a space of home ownership. But the satisfaction that they had and I had at the closing table, I realized, I was like, this is what you want me to do, God. <laughs> this is what you want me to do. You want me to be of service. You want me to help people. You want me to educate people. And I, I did everything to get my life in alignment of that. Wow. You know, I can really appreciate what you just said, because again, many times as entrepreneurs, we think that it's difficult to uh, stay true to our faith and do business. Uh, we have, we think we may have to compromise and cut corners and things of that nature. But like you just alluded to, when you're called to do what you do, God provides for you in that business. Listen, I keep God in the middle of everything. <laughs> you want God in your business. Trust me. You want him all up in your business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, and talking about faith, I mean, just like you've done with the financial literacy, it's not just something that you've done, uh, you know, just for yourself. Uh, again, this is something that you've done for the community with your back from your days of sister, your sister's keeper shut ins and things of that nature that you did oh, wow. to uh, really strengthen and empower other women. Talk about why that was important. You talked about when you became a woman and now you're helping other women. You just asked some really good questions. I'm telling you, I think they pulled Sisters Keeper up out of there, Kim. So, <laughs> you know, I find joy. I find joy in being of service. Considering that I started as an investor in real estate, and then people have now seen that magnified on HGTV through my shows, Property Virgins and Flipping Virgins. I think you can understand that most of the time what people want me to speak about or teach about is how to create multiple streams of income. Egypt, how do I do this? How? And it's always about money, 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 money. And I say, really, you should be first chasing multiple streams of joy yeah. because without that, the money won't matter. Mm -hmm. If you show me 20 multimillionaires, I'll show you at least 18 people on antidepressants. Yeah, I can tell you firsthand yeah. because the money is not going to bring you joy. You got to find the joy first. And so I take a lot of joy in educating, enlightening, empowering, pouring back, you know, kind of being the chicken noodle soup for the soul, for the whole room, you yeah. know, <laughs> being the big sister, you know, for people who need a big sister, that yeah. type of thing. I really enjoy it. Good stuff. Good stuff. So in keeping with that, so let's talk about what's next for you. I mean, again, we've talked about all that you've got going on. What, what's next for you? Well, wow. Season two of Married to Real Estate is on right now on Discovery Plus and on HGTV. So you get to continue to follow the journey of my family and our business as we continue to scale uh, and all of our nuances and all the humor that's involved with that. Our podcast is here to stay. Marriage and Money with Egypt and Mike. That is uh, that has become something that we're very passionate about. And so be sure to watch it on YouTube or, you know, go where all podcasts are, are sold or downloaded. We are there. We're everywhere. And I also have a home furnishing and decor line coming. The soft launch is actually next month. And then you'll be able to actually get all of my items in stores in the fall. It's called Indigo Road. So very excited about that. Okay. Indigo Road. Mm -hmm. Okay. Give us an idea of some of the things that would be available uh, through this line. Chairs, tables, okay. uh, artwork. Uh, she's shouting across the room. You know, I have my team in here. She's like, wallpaper. Make sure you mention your wallpaper. Yes, I have an incredible wallpaper line coming with uh, York wall coverings. So just very exciting. Very okay. exciting thing. 
Okay, well, excited to see all of it. Now, in closing, you've talked about your faith, you've talked about your family attributing to your success. Are there any other principles that you would say has attributed to the success that you and Mike have had? Ability to pivot. Hmm. The ability to pivot, recognizing that who you are now is not necessarily who you're going to be five years from now. What your work and what the seeds that you sow today are going to dictate how far you can go tomorrow. So with when I say ability to pivot, I have personally uh, and professionally pivoted multiple times from radio to real estate, from real estate to television, from television to entrepreneurship and executive producing. Uh, so I've been able to to pivot successfully by branding forward. And that's the thing I really want people to keep in mind is so many people out here are trying to redefine and repurpose, right? That's what we're, we're all doing in this ever-changing world. So it, I want you to always recognize that you are the brand, you. It doesn't even matter if you work for a company, your brand within a brand, your reputation enters the room before you do. So protect your brand. Figure out what it is, what your unique value proposition is, what you do better than anybody else. And then brand forward with perseverance, with persistence and consistency. That's what Oprah Winfrey said to me when I interviewed her one day. She's like, do what you do best, do what you love, and then do it persistently and consistently. And it's going to resonate. But look at where you want to be five, 10 years from now and start your branding today as if you're there now because you're gonna train the market, you're gonna train the viewers and your social media followers forward. So that's that's what I would say. That helps you successfully pivot. Wow, I love that, I love that. And, and you may have very well just asked answered my final question, but you, again, we opened it up by talking about all of the things that you do, but I always like to try to get a better understanding again of the person himself. So out of all the titles, television and radio host, author, real estate broker, designer, life coach, and all of those things that you're doing, how would you like to best be described? <laughs> That's great. Uh, I would like to best be described as, you know, God's child out here in the world, sowing seeds and doing good. Well, Egypt Sherrod, thank you so much. We're all made better because of it. And I really appreciate you taking this time. I appreciate you. Great interview. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll do it again. To learn more about Principles for Success and Chris Howell Communications, visit chrishowellonline.com. Once there, access our media archive and find out about the other ways that Chris Howell Communications can inspire, impact, and inform.